0: All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition. We haven't done this in a while, Joel. Of Walk on Wisconsin. It's Jay Kokarowski. We got Joel Nellis, former Wisconsin tight end, current assistant coach at Brookfield Central, and uh, we are here in Appleton at the, uh, gosh, at the Radisson, uh, the Paper Valley. Yeah, there we go for the uh, Red Smith Banquet. Here it's uh, Tuesday the seventeenth, and we joined here. We just got done with our awesome 10-minute set, uh, speaking in front of Dr. J, Julius Irving, James Lofton. I'm sure they're going to want our autograph, right? Or am I just being sorry? I'm being like, is, has a beer done something to me already? Uh, <laughs> tap a glass, please. It's half a glass, yep. Yep, tolerance. Uh, lost all of it from my days in Madison. Uh, we are here with Kyle Zuliger. Uh, of course, you guys know, 52 games played as a Wisconsin Badger. Here with us, hometown kid, Appleton East. Correct. How are you doing, my good man?
1: I'm doing well. Happy to be out repping the book.
0: I know. it's It's been great. And we are having a lot of fun doing this. And uh, Kyle was in, uh, obviously, one of our chapters. Talks about his journey to Wisconsin, just his role. And, and you know, you started off as a running back, right? You start off as a running back and then transferred over to safety towards the end. But the main contribution was really special teams. And you mentioned it, getting 30 to 40 reps per game, doing the punts, the kickoff returns, the kickoff all the units Right. and just uh you're in i mean starting off generally your experience at wisconsin just how was it
1: it was i mean the experience of 2009 the 2013 stretch was unique in that we were the first team to do three Rose goals in a row the three big ten championships so it was a collection of guys that had a high value on winning right and i think that became just an avalanche of a thought, and everybody bought into it. Um, and socially, educationally, everything, the experience in Madison is top notch. And for me, it was awesome. It's, it's what I always wanted to do.
2: Um, I guess, you know, it's funny. I was talking to, we heard it from Chris Maragos. Um, you know, Jimmy was talking to him about, you know, how many reps he was getting on special teams for him to actually go and play defense was almost a detriment to him. You know, as sort of a special teams guy, and obviously being at that high of a level, do you think you would have had it in you to play a side of the ball, or were, was that your side of the ball, and you just knew you could you could go all out, or do you think, hey, man, maybe I could give the team, like, 10 reps of defensive back or 10 yeah. reps of uh, running the ball?
1: Yeah. Um, well, to answer your question, I, I love football, so I'd be able to play – as many reps as the team is asking me to play just because that's the cost of winning. Um, But just from the standpoint of your body breaking down, as you and I know, you got to be realistic, too. And fortunately for us, during those years, we had a ton of depth. And for me, my role being a special teams ace, um, before long, it's something that I just bought into and I owned it. And at the end of it, I... Was a mentor to the young guys on having them understand you can make your money on this phase of the game, as well as if you're a young buck who's going to play, this is how you gain coaches' trust. Put you on in the defense, the ones, the twos, that, that whole rotation. So, um, but to answer your question, Joel, um, you'd have to wait and see. I don't know, man. That's, <laughs> that's a tricky one. That's a lot of reps.
0: Now, going back to before going over safety and, and whatnot. I remember uh, and Joel and I had a chance to talk about this, and I was looking back at some of the game stats. A certain game in 2010 against Indiana where one Nate Tice <laughs> off of Lonesome carries it for yeah, a 17-yard y- touchdown run. And I saw you were in on the drive at running back. Uh, what do you remember from that game? And the I think Brent Be- Beelon said it was one of the more miraculous plays he's seen in his (laughs) coaching career. Uh, What were your thoughts on seeing on the field and also just the game in general?
1: Uh, For the game in general, I mean, it really was an old-fashioned (laughs) butt-kicking. Needless to say, we put an ass-nine amount of points on the board. Um, In terms of witnessing the spectacle of Nate Tice (laughs) (laughs) finding um, (laughs) Pedro, It was unique. Uh, it was painful to watch. Um, but but, but Ty, you know, he's a good guy. And um, it was really awesome to see him find Pater like that. And I think the type of moment, momentum and the spark that gave to the team, um, it was really something that we could all rally around. Um, Ty, he'll even joke about him poke fun at himself. And I think that's the joy of not only him, but... Ridering the chemistry that we had on that team that year. Um, but, yeah, that that touchdown was something else, man. Um, <laughs> I <can> still remember. <laughs>
2: um, you know, I was, I was talking about uh, – I had a chance to talk to Jimmy today on the, on the phone, and we were just talking about guys and this and that, and he said, you know, this is what Wisconsin does. If, if you can play, you're going to play, regardless of yeah. whatever else. Um How much of that did you see, how much of that you tried to instill in the young guys is we all had to deal with our struggle of our time of maybe getting on the field or not getting on the field. How much of that, because you saw your find a way to niche, how how much did you encourage guys they needed to find their own niche, and how much of it did you have to tell guys, hey, you're going to be okay, you're going to get your shot?
1: Yeah, I think think with a lot of the young guys, it was easy to get discouraged. Um, And I don't want to point out the scholarship guys necessarily, but the difference was that walk-ons specifically are willing to get their their bit of playing time in any fashion that it comes. Whereas some of the scholarship guys, they may have been led to believe that they can walk in right away, get on the ones and twos, and never see special teams necessarily. Um, and I think before long, people realize that they have to pay their dues, and um, for a coach to gain a player's trust. Special teams is the most um, common road traveled to find that trust so that they know that he can put them in the ones and twos. And I think just reiterating that point and pointing out guys like your Ethan Humers, your Ethan Armstrongs, your Jared Aberderis, you know, they did all that. And look at where they are. So um, just telling them to stay relentless, stay encouraged, Stay the course, buy into the program, all the things that help us win, and um, fortunately, it worked for you know, my time there.
0: We're here with Kyle Zulger out here on Walk On Wisconsin, part of Bucky's fifth quarter, Jake Kokorowski, Joel Nellis, and we're just here, uh, you know, right at the Red Smith Banquet here in Appleton on Tuesday evening. You mentioned with just the special teams. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you're also a kickoff returner, but back there, yep. what's the mentality? Of being a returner, where you're at the five, the ten yard, the end zone, sure. And you see a ball trajectory. Uh, what's just the mindset of a returner in general on special teams? Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, generally speaking, it's you want the ball as soon as you can so you can go fast as heck. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, <clears throat> it's a it's a dangerous phase of the game. I mean, you got guys sprinting forty yards. At you, and you're just looking up at a ball, and, and punt return, frankly, is even worse. But um, in terms of kick return, the whole idea is play fast, play with speed, and find your gaps, you know, buy into the scheme wherever you know the film told you to go that week. Um, it was fun. I mean, I remember the most glaring kickoff return memory was uh, against Ohio State um, at night. We were both highly ranked. Um, it's at Ohio State, and, you know, it's on ESPN. The whole world's watching. Um, and normally in those games, you're going to find that teams will try to find an edge, be it a cool new uniform, or in this case it was LeBron James bringing them out on the field. And opening kickoff, um, you know, I, I return the kick. We're supposed to go to the Ohio State boundary. And <clears throat> I leap a guy, and then a wall Ohio State guys tackle me. We go flying out of bounds. I still remember um, I'm on the ground and I'm I'm looking down and I see a pretty unique pair of Nikes in front of me. And I go, oh I still remember this to this day thinking, oh, those are really neat uh, shoes. <laughs> so anyways, I get up and obviously I'm looking at LeBron James and he's looking right at me because I just returned the kick, got tackled in front of him. I go, what up LeBron? <laughs> I go, what up, kid? <laughs> Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> but he uh, was to say, that's, that's the first time I met
2: LeBron James on kickoff return. So, yeah, it's, it's an awesome face of the game. <laughs> the, f- the first of many, I hope. I yeah, hope you and LeBron. <laughs> he said, i right. wait for the first and only, but we'll be all first for now. Um, you had a chance to be around Coach Chris, you know, in your time as he was the offensive coordinator. You know, you've seen the job he does. And maybe help explain, like, He's not a he's not a social media guru. He's not a guy that has a lot of hype. There's a lot of funny memes about it. You know the basic sure. stuff yeah. that he says. Yeah. What about him gives the players confidence going out on Saturdays? Yeah, I think with Chris, is
1: the most glaring thing about him is that he's very genuine, and what he says, you know, you can count on it. You don't have to read between the lines, that type of thing. And um, I think. With Coach Chris, the best thing that we have with him is that, um, you mentioned it, he's not much for social media, for talking in the media for that matter, but he's a football savant. I mean, he knows X's and O's better than anyone, and I think players know this. And when you know that your coach has the knowledge, he can put you in the correct positions to win, it's only reassuring that you want to go play for the guy. And then you add the element of him being a straight shooter. You know where you stand with him. He's fun. He's funny to talk to. You know, as a player, um, all those things make you really want to play ball for a guy. And um, I think so highly of Coach Chris. He's, he's <laughs> really
0: one of my favorite coaches in my time there. And you know, maybe it's something too to talk about it. Like you've had the chance to see different coaches and their different yeah. different ways to do it. And we're not obviously not trying to look, you know, throw anybody under the bus. Obviously, sure. you see what. Uh, with Coach Anderson leaving only after two years, sure. even though successful campaigns, what, a 9-win season and a 10-win uh, after that in 2014. But right. this, what do you see from the different coaches, and like Coach Bealman, and how he recruited? Yeah, you know, Co- you know, Coach Chris now, I mean, now that you see, you have the experiences of, of an offensive coordinator, like Joel mentioned, but also even a Gary Anderson who maybe, uh, as some people maybe have put it, like maybe didn't necessarily... I would say, uh, you know, maybe understand the depth of the, the talent in Wisconsin sure. or maybe the underratedness there. But you still utilize, like, an Andrew Endicott, uh, you know, uh, Alex Erickson, really it's time there, Aberderis, Heer sure. and whatnot. So you, you're asking the recruiting style? that Yeah, just like, yeah, just, and just yeah, like how you know, just what you saw as a player. Within. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of the coaches have different styles, as you know, Joel say the same thing. Yeah. Um, and when Bielema was there, we had a lot of turnover, but with the head coaches specifically, Bielema to Anderson and now to Christ, um, I think what really stands out is just somebody who is going to be genuine with you, meaning they're either going to chew you out or they're going to play games with your head. And I, we never, fortunately, we never had that, but we all know those coaches exist. Um, Bielema specifically he um he was a great coach because he would he would really chew you out and it, that's in the best way because he sees the potential in you right Anderson um he was great in the sense that uh he kind of had this this father figure uh persona to him and I think that really resonated with a lot of guys because um you could really open up to him you can really talk to him about you know, playing time or Audible or whatever it might be, game plan. And then with Chris, at least in my experience with him when he was the Oak coordinator, um, you know, always having an open door and always being able to talk to him on a variety of topics. And with those three guys, I mean, they're all very genuine. I, I can't stress that enough because as a football coach, you got to be otherwise players aren't going to trust So that's, that's pretty much the notion on them.
2: Uh, I think this year's class is like five or six kids that are committed to walking on. Um, ten. ten now? Ten now. They come out wow. and say, you know, I'm committed to walking on. There's kids that have turned down my Mac offers, FCS offers. Sure. Is that weird? For, I mean, it's, hard for me. it's kind of interesting for me to see because yeah. it was so much low, more low-key when I was involved. It, does it surprise you at all is it kind of amazing that that's how far this program has come in terms of the walk-ons yeah um
1: I think it's the notion of committing to walking on is is unique in mm-hmm. itself because you know it speaks for itself um but I think that comes from a laundry list of walk-ons who paved a way mm-hmm. talking about you know your Joe Panis is your J.J. Watts, your Maragoses, Jim Leonard, all these guys who came in as walk-ons and they made a mark on the program. And basically, they made the program what it is today, amongst other players. Um, And I think that with this new notion, per se, of committing as a walk-on to Wisconsin specifically, um, it carries a tremendous amount of responsibility because... The program its integrity has been built up to such an esteem and if you're committing to walking on you really need to have a history lesson in where this program started from and what you want to do to leave your mark on it and build upon it and so I really commend those players that are doing that I think it takes a tremendous amount of responsibility for one and um, ambition so it's, it'll be interesting to see where these guys go. Obviously, that's Wisconsin's MO is developing their players, making champions, winning
0: games. And it'll be interesting to see where it goes, to be honest. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up. We just got maybe one or two more. Of the one last football one I have. Yeah. Uh, you saw Dario Gumbawale. Now, he, you know, he's talked about it. We talked to him. One of the last guys on the roster, 105-man yeah. in 2012. Uh, and then makes his way, and now becomes team captain. He's at the East-West Shrine Game as we talk, yeah. uh, down in Tampa and St. Petersburg, trying to showcase his talent in front of NFL personnel. What do you remember from Darre's early days, yeah. and just what you saw from him before you left, yeah. uh, and just even just watching now, uh, how he's progressed as a player and a person?
1: Yeah, Darre is a really cool guy. Um, what I remember from him was, you know, coming in, he had a lot of talent ahead of him when he was a D- this is when he was a DB when I was there and if you look at his, his story at that point you're thinking you don't have much to play for well that's the story of many walk-ons right <laughs> but I remember he always had a really good attitude about things and you could tell he was athletic he could a play um, but it just wasn't his time to showcase it necessarily and um, before long you know, we see him in his senior year being a captain, being a leader. You know, rushing for however many yards, like you said, playing the East-West Shrine game, and for me personally, that's not necessarily surprising, because you can see the writing on the wall with the kid. But um, I think that really speaks to your story of walk-ons at Wisconsin coming in. <laughs> you don't have much of a reason to play. You don't have much, you know, foresight of playing, and then you end up being like Darrin and. Um, it's really just a, for Dari specifically, it's um, a heck of a story. And I think, that, I think that with him, it's really not surprising in my, in my <laughs>
0: opinion. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up here with Kyle Zuliger here on Walk On Wisconsin. Last question, you know, you're, you're now after college now, after UW, you're doing some great work for service. You're a firefighter. Uh, how did you get into that and just has anything with your walk- experience being a walk-on kind of influenced you, in, in, the, you know, in what you do now? Yeah sure
1: yeah um, with getting into firefighting it's, it's somewhat of a family's profession so there's, uh there's definitely pride in carrying that on and I think the lessons that I learned and uh, persevering and you know, the, rele- the relentlessness of being a walk-on and having to prove yourself um, that parallels. Your professional life in any industry, in any profession, um, and I think that a lot of those lessons in in grit, and tenacity, and you know, trying to find breath That's where you don't have breath, you know, <laughs> trying to find the concentration where you don't have it anymore, that all carries over in a work life. Um, so I think it's a pretty good fit and transition with me um, <laughs> from uh, from college and playing ball to now uh, a professional.
0: Awesome. Thanks. Kyle, it's always it's great. It was great talking to you back in last summer. It's a great scene. Uh, just thank you for allowing us to tell your story. First off in the book. It wouldn't have been the book without you. Continued success. Gotta see you back down in Mass in one of these days. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Appreciate
0: it. Thank you. I look
1: forward to seeing you again.
0: Uh, we'll wrap it up here. Joel Nellis uh, is uh, gone AWOL. That's fine. Uh, I think he's hunting for Dr. J. Uh, this uh, We're going to wrap it up here, guys. Uh, again, uh, check out Walk On This Way, Amazon.com. Some more copies will be coming soon. Uh, this is Jay Kokorowski for Bucky Smith You Guys, take care. We'll talk to you soon.